All right, guys, I'm going to give me a 5-5 five, five if you guys can hear me. Everything went down all at one time. So if I can get a 5-5 five, five if you guys can hear my audio. Okay, perfect. Well, apologies, guys. Apparently, we were talking about something that somebody didn't want us to talk about. Um, now every and then my whole com- literally everything I looked up and uh Jay Wu disappeared and then uh everything else started to disappear and crash so I had to reset the entire computer and get everything back up so I don't know what that was but uh yeah apparently somebody didn't like something about the news so while I am ranting uh if you have anything you want to talk about for a second Jay Wu I'm gonna I gotta reset and get all my stuff that I had set up for the show up oh boy I'm on the spot now I know I just put you on the spot. Um, um, let's see. Well, um, you know, today it was a nice day here at, at my place. You know, it was a little cloudy, but it's been warm lately. We had some sunshine a couple days ago. It was in the, I think it hit 60, which was crazy. I don't know if you guys are having a warm snap where you're at. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was kind of nice, but spring weather in the middle of winter is, kind of weird yeah exactly well we only have a couple more months of this all right here we go i got everything back up so i'm guessing god was like enough of the news fellows let's move into the topic of the evening father i hear you so uh, no more news for the night apparently it'll be back here tomorrow and we'll be discussing it here in between some bob marley songs um but last night's conversation we'll get back into that so we were talking about um signs of the times uh last evening and obviously there's a whole lot going on in this world. So we didn't even um, get into a portion of this conversation. So uh, I'm going to begin where we left off last night. So we were talking about um, uh, John then sees other events in Revelation's timelines. One angel instructs four other angels to wait until the saints are sealed. Um, we discussed that last night. So we're going to get into chapter seven um, where we were kind of getting into uh, before we ended the show last night. So in chapter seven, you will see those from the tribes of Israel that will be sealed. Locust, um, the locust sting will inflict pain for five months on other inhabitants of the earth. Those are not saved and took the mark of the beast. So chapter nine gives the details that torment is so great that men will seek death and not find it. They will desire to die, but death will flee from them. More fury is unleashed in chapter 9, and then are hundreds of thousands of horsemen sent out. These horses are breathing fire. Understand a lot of turmoil can be avoided for those who represent and give their idol gods um, and trust in the one true God. So we had discussed um, before, you know, uh, Jeff and I have had this conversation multiple times. I think we've had it here as well, and I, you know, a lot of people believe that it goes both ways. So when we're reading Revelation— are we reading, um, is what they're referring to legit or is it metaphor? So you and I, um, at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, kind of a good example is, is we were discussing Daniel in particular. And, um, you know, it's one thing that I always do is I, I love Daniel. You guys know that's one of my favorites. Um, I did the last one of the last videos I made was my walk with Daniel, which is about, you know, the correlation of what took place back then during Daniel's time and what he was talking about. And then what, um, the disciples and Christ talked about in the New Testament. So even Jesus, although it wasn't mentioned by manual Jesus or that stuff in the Old Testament, Christ was mentioned multiple times in the Old Testament. And then Daniel discussed many things that we would be seeing in the coming times. Now, 
Daniel assumed that it was going to be um, during his time that this took place. Um, but, you know, and then he asked he, your God, he was like, well, I thought that this was going to, you know, take place during this time. And, and basically I was like, well, my people aren't ready yet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, add a little bit more time to that. And, and here we are uh, 2000 plus years later, that prophecy is starting to unfold. We're seeing the signs um, and the things. So Daniel discussed in particular, um, a beast made up of multi of, of many beasts. You know what I'm talking about? The, it was, it was like a dragon, lion, leopard creature or something. Yeah, it was like multiple creatures that are one creature. And then um, last year, they put up this monument in front of our United Nations, which was literally that creature. A chimera is what True Patriot called a chimera. Um, right. So, yeah, in front of the United Nations is literally this like multi-creature creature that Daniel referred to sitting right out in front of the United Nations. Now, Daniel also mentioned the, the nations that would be destroyed. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's just seven nations. Well, it was seven at that time or nine. Was it seven or nine? One of those two um, at that time. And even though now we have what appears like hundreds of nations, we're still the same. All of those nations are ultimately made up of the original that Daniel is referring to. So we're kind of the same thing. And what is the United Nations? But that representation of of the devil's globalist conquest all jammed up into one organization. So Daniel was right. What he was referring to like a long time, even before Christ was born. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Daniel, the, the book of Daniel is kind of, I, I, and I haven't, I haven't delved into it that much. And, um, but I watched a thing on it today that really got me like, well, I better read it. Cause it says those who read will understand. So we should probably read it so we can understand. Yeah, exactly. And I may end up doing that at some point, just like I did with Revelations a while back as I went through the entire book of Revelations. I may end up doing that with Daniel as well. Because like I said, there's a lot of valuable. I love it. Like I said, it's it's everything. It talks about the what's to come. It talks about what's happening then, idolization. Um, a man who living in a land of affliction, a land that wasn't his own, basically you know, living in a pagan land um, as a Christian, but doing God's work within that land and, and the changes that he made, even with Nebuchadnezzar and the people of that area. It's a, everything about Daniel to me is just absolutely fascinating. So we know from Revelation that the beast is already on earth during this times. So there is more mention of him in chapter 13. So the events um, that have transpired probably occurred after the beast arrival. Unfortunately, people will worship the dragon which um, is the which is the devil ultimately? Um, the beast is the devil's represent or representative on earth. So in Revelation thirteen eight it says, "And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world." During this time, people have already taken the mark of the beast six 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 in their hand or forehead. Um, this is unfortunate. People must educate or be educated about this. If they get left behind, um, if they get, excuse me, if they get left behind and repent, I am sure that God will help them. Um, don't be so afraid that you will starve to death and take the mark of the beast. It is better to die of starvation and live in heaven than to sell out for a way to eat. And then you end up in hell because you bowed down to the beast. Now, you know, 
to us as people that are familiar with scripture, um, you know, I can't even say even before I was familiar with scripture, like I said, I didn't really, I knew what the Bible was as a kid. I got brought to church, you know, but it was more of a, Hey, let's go out of obligation as compared to like, you know, the real reason that you should be at church, you know? So as a kid, I would draw on the pamphlet. I'd do anything but listen to the preacher, but I still knew a biblical story. You know what I'm saying? I didn't live under a rock and I don't care if you're a Christian or not. You still heard the story of Noah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's, there's a handful of biblical references that even if you're not a Christian, there's no way unless you were living under a rock that you couldn't have heard these things. One of those things would be the mark of the beast. You know what I'm saying? This is something that is talked about in general, um, even outside of the, the spectrum of scripture or Christianity. People joke about it or whatever, but it's still referred to and talked about. So my question is knowing that this, this mark is out there, knowing what the mark is, knowing what taking the mark means, how are we living in a world where people would still take, it? you know what I'm saying? And, and it's crazy because it specifically says we'll not be able to buy, sell, trade, barter, you know, all this other stuff. And I understand a lot of people are going to be freaked out, but as a, as a Christian, or even as someone that's not like, like really have a hardcore foundation, would you take the chance knowing that this has been discussed? Like when they start pushing the, uh, you know, which we think the mark of the beast is more than likely going to end up being um, something related to our financial system, obviously. Put into a point where you're made to uncomfortable, feel like you've got no choice but to take it. But right here it says that you're better off to die of starvation than to accept this peace. We discussed last night the importance of, um, you know, wealth or, you know, or, or integrity, would you be willing to sacrifice a little bit of integrity, um, to do something of the flesh? Like, absolutely not. I'm not willing to take a chance of like losing my salvation and my, my trip back home, um, by taking this chance. So what are your views on this? Like, it's amazing to me that there's still people that would willingly accept this mark of the beast, even knowing what it is. I, I can see it because um, I've seen really weak people. Um, and you know, and I question, cause <clears throat> I have, I really haven't delved into fasting. And, um, I think in a lot of ways that's preparing us for such a time as having to go without food. And, um, I, I've been thinking a lot about it. Actually, I want to do a three day fast and, um, but, um, you know, I've had experience with really weak weak-minded people and they just want to be comfortable they just want it to be as easy as possible you know the entitled um so i don't think they care you know as far as they're concerned this is their only life and and they want it to just be you know all rainbows and sunshine and um and they'll just do whatever it takes to feel like we're back to normal or it's normal or life's easy again and forsake any any matter of tribulation or difficulty or hard hardship to maintain one's integrity or <clears throat> or even their soul because i i don't you know I, i've come across people don't believe we have a soul um and who wouldn't think much of it to be honest um you know they just want it to go easy yeah i mean because surfacely you know, let's, let's, let's remove the scriptural aspect of this for a moment. Surfacely, at the very least, it means that you're basically willing to be a slave to a system. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, to me, the reason I do it is because I don't want to, 
you know, God warned me about it. And I, and to me, it's just not worth it. I, I would focus on the kingdom before I focus on the flesh, you know, but, um, like I said, the very least you are allowing yourself to be a slave to a system, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it just shows you it, what the weakness of your soul basically is that you're like, ah, screw it. I'd rather be comfortable and hand away all my freedoms and, you know, then as my family logo or my family motto literally means de patty, which means learn to suffer. You know, we, we all need to learn to suffer. That's the trials and tribulations of life, but ultimately it's not suffering, it's salvation. Right. Well, and that's another thing too, is, you know, the convenience of it. So if, if you have a, a chip in your hand or, or whatever, you know, a, a barcode on your forehead, you know, now you don't have to reach for your wallet because that's so hard to just reach in your wallet and pull out the card and slide it in the machine and put in your little code. Now you could just scan your hand and boom, you got your groceries, no big deal. And and I don't, and I think they'll make it really cool and easy to begin with before they ever start, you know, choking down the restrictions. It'll, oh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be a stepping stone. Right. Oh, your carbon credit isn't good enough. You can't afford to buy that. You know, it won't be like that first. It'll be like, oh, look how easy everything is. And then by the time they've suckered enough people, then it's like, then they bring the hammer down. Well, I've been watching some of these videos where people are like, oh, how cool is this? All I have to do is wave my hand over this machine and it automatically charges my account. I'm like, dude, you're excited about that? The same thing with the people that were all excited about the EuroLink. I'm like, are you guys insane? Do you have any clue what you guys are excited about? You know, I kind of, I kind of like what do um, sprinkler says here, you know, kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, reality or metaphor he said, um, I would you know, I would suggest that people think of this number of the beast stuff in regards to a manner of thought, forehead and deed hand. And that's, that, that's pretty uh, interesting uh, theory as well. Or interesting thought is because, you know, the hand is what does the deed and then the brain is what does the thought. So it's, you know, but it could fall in it probably it's like multifaceted i imagine and you know like i said i'm not going to hand my freedom over to anybody i would rather figure out i'd rather look i would rather eat the bugs i'm not going to eat the bugs because they're forcing me to eat the bugs but i will eat the bugs before i take the mark of the beast let's put it that way i'm not eating the processed bugs i'm going to go get my bugs fresh out of the wilderness. straight from the tree i'm going to pull yep. my grubs straight out of the log and i'm going to pull my roaches straight out of the tree my worm straight out of the dirt. <laughs> my worm straight out of the dirt. Exactly. Um, so chapters 15 and 16 of Revelation detail more bad news for those who are left behind and not saved. So that being said, you know, we had a, a quick discussion because, um, you know, there's one of those things is that many believe that um, rapture is pre-trib. Some believe that rapture is post-trib. Some believe there's multiple raptures, um, you know, and so forth. But here's my thing. Never going to take the mark of the beast. But if I was left behind, okay, if they had the rapture and you were left behind and I was left behind, would you stop doing God's work? Would you be like, oh, well, I'm left behind. I'm going to continue no. doing the Lord's work. I will never stop. I, I will die on this earth doing God's work, whether I miss the rapture or not. I will continue to serve Father in every way that I possibly can. Same. And, you know, we'll just, we'll hook up. We'll, uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll get her done. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, because there's still still going to be chaos down here on this earth. Um, like I said, that's the importance of you know repenting and getting things right now because we don't know when that time's going to be. Um, yeah, exactly. My own eyes and ears says double down on his work. You better believe it. Matter of fact, um, think about this, guys. Right now we're living in faith. 
we're living in complete faith. We believe in God because we believe in God out of our choosing, our will, out of faith. But if you're left behind after a rapture, it ain't about faith anymore. It's about knowing at this point. So heck yeah, double down, man. I'll be, if I wasn't like a, you know, if I wasn't putting everything I could into being a Christian before, you better believe it would be at that point. Because like I said, it's, it's, it's reality at this point, which I believe it is anyways, but you see what I'm saying? Right. Well, something that came up with me today doing the research was Christ is returning for his perfect and unblemished bride. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So what, what came to my mind is that I am saved. No question. I don't have any doubts about it. And then you, you're, you, you and I discussed the rapture a little bit and what if we haven't confessed enough sins or we're still living in our sins See, when the rapture happens? It's a good question because, I mean, I'm going to be 50 years old next year. That's 50 years of sinning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I can't tell you how many times I've repented and been like, uh, God, please forgive me for all of my sins. I can't remember them all. Mm -hmm. Well, and then, you know, so there needs to be someone left behind to preach the gospel and to to bring you know as many as they can too during during that 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 period um so i i guess what went through my mind is and i've always i've always felt like i was going to live through the trip i don't you know wrong or right that's just something i've always felt and in talking to jim you know he talks about a a, a pre and post trip um <clears throat> and I won't get into that, but what crossed my mind is, you know, yeah, I can't cover all my sins and, and I still struggle with sin yeah, and every one of us do. Right. And I don't know that I can ever, you know, only by the grace of God, can I get through that, you know, those, those last bits of sin that really hold the, you know, they got their hooks in me and, um, you know, if I'm not past that, when uh, when he calls people up, then I'm going to be here for the tribulation is, is what went through my mind, you know, and I don't think there's any scripture that speaks to that. But that might be a conversation to have with with Jim. At Bible study. Oh, yeah, well, definitely. That'd be a fun conversation, too. But, yeah, I'll have to save it for an on air conversation. Yeah, that'd um, be great. But, you know, that's that's just what went through my mind today is, you know, there's, there's a lot of options. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is. And, and I'll tell you right now, like, I'd be bummed. I'd be like, oh, man. But this, then immediately I'd be like, all right, God, what do you need me to do? Instantaneous. It's like, all right, man, I'm, I'm we're stepping up right now. I got some, obviously got some making up to do. But as a child, before I was even a Christian, like I said, the reason that I never got, the reason that I only studied some of the, the old um, theology and paganism and stuff that I never got into it was because I always believed in a God. I believe monotheism. I believed in one God. I didn't believe in the multiple gods that falls right into paganism because they generally believe that there's a God that's here for everything. You know, love, the love God, the the sunshine God, the rain God, and so forth. I always mm -hmm. believed in one God. I believed in Christ. That's the reason I never got into um, the stuff that I studied. Um, right. You know, so was that? A part of that could be, you know, just simply knowing your enemy too, you know, be wise to their their how they roll not exactly um 
What's weird though, is that I had a lot of dreams growing up and I talked to my mom, my stepmom about this multiple times where I was left behind and that, that, you know, it, it wasn't like God was mad at me because in, in the dreams, I literally knew that I was left behind because I still had stuff that God needed me to do here. And I'd be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, trust me, I would, I want to go to the rapture. I don't want to have to be here for all this, but at the same time, like, you know, if God has you destined to do something and I've never looked at it any other way. Matter of fact, my, my stepmom used to say, well, look, you know, if you left behind the rapture, that means that you weren't worthy of heaven. You're never going. You know, and it's like, well, you know, at the same time, I'm not going to ever turn my back on God. Even at that point, I will utilize my time to like help wake up that last, that last couple of few people, because, you know, you deny the mark of the beast until they, they cut your head off. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you're willing to lose your, your life or your head during those tribulations or during that time um, shows your commitment to God at that point that you're, you're still, even in the midst of this absolute chaos on earth, you're still not willing to submit to Satan. Right. And well, I think you're saved whether you get called up or not. Personally, that's, that's the way I see it. I, I just, yeah, I think there, there will be those select that stay behind to continue to do his work because there are still people to be saved. Even during the tribulation, it's not devoid of people who can't be saved. Um, that's my view of it. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I, I don't, I don't know enough about it to really speak with authority. That's exactly like I'll have the conversation but I won't speak with the authority. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, Jilly says uh, maybe those who are left behind um, in some cases are because they have that deep faith and strength to bring others to Jesus in these final days. Um, it'd probably be less of a battle at that point, getting people to believe in Jesus because the rapture happened. And it's like, well, <laughs> can you argue? You argued with me all this time, man. Can you argue with me anymore? If you can explain all the, the vacant clothes that are laying all over the ground and the empty airplanes and all that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I, I hope that it doesn't get to that, but at the same time, I will never, ever turn my back on God. Never. I, I think it's in Daniel uh, and I don't know what verse someone probably will in chat cause they're much smarter than I am. But, um, there's there when, when people are called up, it, it talks about the person right next to you. You know, uh, there are two people at the well and one would get called up. Um, two people in the field and one would wouldn't get called up. Um, so, I mean, people will be eyewitnessing this. Exactly. Not to mention so, the uh, not to mention the witnesses. That are going to be here on this earth that end up getting killed in front of everybody and then ascend to heaven right in front of everyone's eyes. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I think. That's going to be a really uh, beneficial harvest, like a bountiful um, harvest of of people for God. You know, I think we'll probably get more uh, during the the tribulation than uh, prior to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do sprinklers puts up. Uh, we see more. Uh, we see more and more that we can discern what people may think um, by what they do. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. And Revelation thirteen eighteen. And I found a great decode on that the other day, which kind of brings it back to another religion, um, with Muhammad fitting into the whole antichrist aspect. Um, 
don't know about that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I'm focusing more on on what our father is asking for us rather than who the enemy is, because we'll all figure that out at some point anyways. So why should Christians avoid getting too invested in the revelation timeline? And this is a good thing, too, is that it's interesting. Um, it's good to know where we're heading. But at the same time, I think the only problem that I have with people that invest themselves too much into this timeline of revelation is the sitting back and doing nothing and waiting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is I don't believe in any, not one part of me, one speck of me believes that God wants us just sitting back and letting this stuff unfold. Like it's going to happen. It's going to unfold, but he doesn't want us just going, all right, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing until it happens. You know, we we still got trying to figure out when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. And I mean, look, from a dude's perspective, revelation is cool. You know, because we love, we love breaking stuff, blowing things up. And, you know, so, and I don't know, I I guess it's just a human thing. I mean, I got a huge heart of love and I, and I care and love everybody that I can. Um, But I like blowing stuff up, like shooting things. Um, I've always enjoyed apocalyptic movies and. You know, there's that part in me anyway, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I speak for a lot of guys that, you know, we like that. So that's why action movies are so popular yep. and, and stuff like that. So Revelation has that attraction as to, uh, you know, investing a bunch of time into research on it and figuring it out and all that. That time could be better spent figuring out the best way to communicate God's love. Yeah, focusing uh, on the gospel. Mm-hmm. and that's the and, thing yeah and i agree with that you know punky punky puts in i like fire of course you do right? <laughs> um but i also feel too is that you know that that what you just explained you know the, the apocalyptic movies the blowing things up and so forth like i think there's a reason that that you feel that way I, you know god, we god created warriors he didn't just be like all right man i'm gonna put you on earth and you go be what you want to be he created he created warriors you know and, and what he also created was the warrior mentality within us, you know, to be able to fight for what we believe is right. And fighting doesn't have to be blowing things up, but it also means being ready for that. Like I said, there's multiple examples in, in scripture where it's escalated to that point and it had to, um, mm-hmm. you know, but like you said, focusing on gospel, focusing on spreading God's message, repentance, the most important thing. There's a reason um, that revelation doesn't give us a time. You know, there's a reason right here where it even says that Christ doesn't even know the time. You know what that reason is? Is because if we knew the time, we would all be a bunch of sinning jerks until Mm -hmm. Tuesday, February 29th, 2026 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon because God's coming back at 3.05. That's exactly what would happen if we knew the timeline. We would all try to get away with as much as we could, and all of a sudden, 3 o'clock on that date, everyone would be on their knees repenting all at one time. He's, he's going to come like a thief in the night. Exactly. Exactly. That's one thing I'd love. Like I said, I enjoy Revelation. I enjoy talking about it. It's good to know where we're heading because we want to know the signs. Because seeing these signs, it's it's lighting a fire under our own butts right now to get out and do what we can. Not just for ourselves. Not just making sure that we're good with God, repenting, strengthening that relationship. But more importantly, helping others that haven't ventured down that narrow path to at least find it. 
And uh, there, there was going to be a time, like I said, I'm still convinced that this year it's going to be a biblical year. It, and I'm not saying that Christ is coming back this year by any means, but I'm saying there's going to be something that happens this year that's so yeah. biblical that when it happens, no one is going to be able to say, well, that was AI or, or that was this or that was that. They're only going to be able to say it had to be God. Well, except for maybe the extreme woke. Well, except for the extreme woke. But at that point, it's not that they don't believe. They just hate. And and right. that's what it all comes down to. Um, so we got to be prepared. We got to be ready. But at the same time, like I said, is um, the, the only only problem that I've got with Revelation is that, you know, depending on who you talk to, so many people are like, hey, it's going to happen anyway. So let's just sit back. And it's like, no, God doesn't want us sitting back. This is where we need to be working the very most. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, thanks to Jesus, I'm worthy, you know, and Christ's sacrifice. But he gave so much and went through so much, you know, and I'm I'm really trying to fathom Christ's love, God's love for us. Yeah. And I'm I'm doing that through the cross and the time he spent on it. Because it wasn't just that he was beaten badly and then nailed to a cross and 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 hung up there to die it was those hours of darkness where he experienced all of the sin of the world past present and future all the sin of this world he took on and when we realize the diabolical sin that is going on in this world especially right now that's a lot of darkness and pain and suffering. And he had to experience all that. So At one time. Think about that, man. We, we can't even, it's hard for us to even fathom or experience our own like turmoil. You know what I'm saying? The one that we go through collectively, the one that we go through individually. And then Christ had to suffer everybody's turmoil all at one time. And, and uh, <clears throat> Jim mentioned something about, about sin especially after being saved but even when you're not because christ is in you he's mm -hmm. always right there with you so when you sin he's got to go along for the ride and i mean he's he's a he's a willing passenger because he loves us but imagine what an affront that is every time we sin he has to suffer through it while we do it yeah and um and you know that's that's kind of gut-wrenching and heartbreaking in a lot of ways and 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 that's that's the stuff i think about when i do my stupid crap and you know still do it and uh you know always always working on that but just trying to fathom the depth of that love that he has for us is that's something that's it's infinite and it's amazing and i i appreciate it oh yeah definitely, definitely. so I will sacrifice myself for for the very least person for my enemy. I would sacrifice myself even for my enemy, a hundred percent. Like I said, I would I wouldn't have any reservations whatsoever to do it. So I'm going to mention a couple of these responses real quick, and uh, and then we'll get on to our prayer. Um, Kitty to Karen for Jesus says, uh, "God um, wouldn't have given us revelation if He didn't want to give us hope and an idea of what to look for." And I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, you know, it's just, like I said, the one thing, it's just crazy how that fine separation of those 
like us that are like, okay, this just means we got to get to work now. And then you got the others that are like, nah, it's going to happen. And they just sit back. And that's the thing is that we got a lot of work to do right here on this earth um, in the meantime, without a question. But it was, like I said, is I don't believe that anything was in scripture that was not meant to be there for some reason. Um, V, oh my goodness, great to see you, V. Um, V says, uh, I think we all knew um, it would look like Sodom and Gomorrah, and it's 100%. Like, these are the times of Noah right here that we're, we're watching. But there's also going to be things that we see here that never existed on Earth before, you know, that we talked about last night. So that's even creepier when you know what's happened on this Earth before, and they're like, oh, just wait. Um, like I said, <laughs> yeah. this is what Hold we all on. need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is where we all need to be prepared, come together, keep on praying, focusing. And like I said, this isn't the time to sit back and wait. It's the time to step up and start working. And we got a lot of work to do. Um, like I said, it's a matter of waking those other people up. Um, and just like uh, they were just like they, they mentioned earlier in chat, you know, is that we don't know some of those people that do get left behind may be here because they have that faith and strength to continue to work and for God to help wake up those few more. Um, God loves us. God has given us chance after chance after chance, and he'll do it again. Um, but there's going to be that point where you have no chance any longer. And uh, we don't have the privilege of just hoping and waiting for that time. It's a matter of working today or right now. So, right. And, and there's a, uh, we got a minute. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep on. Then I'm going to get into prayer. But there's um, <clears throat> Ephesians. And I was reading this this morning and um, trying to remember which verse it was. It was in chapter three. And uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I had it in my mind. And then, of course, I go to look and I forget. Um, but uh, nice. I totally lost it now. I, I'd have to read the whole, cha the whole chapter to, to remember exactly. Uh, well, I know it was between 9 and 21. But, um, and I don't, I don't want to hold this up. Or yeah, sorry, just another excuse to bring you back on another evening. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll read while you say stuff. Yeah. So, um, real quick, and then we'll go ahead. That's what I'll do. Is you, you know, look that I'm going to do a quick little prayer. Um, and then we'll come back to that. And we'll just kind of finish out. But uh, um, real quick, uh, I'm going to do a prayer, but I'm going to do a, a multi prayer because I had Jeff just reach out to me. I think she reached out, or Jeff reached out to a couple people during the show. So everybody would please bow their heads. Heavenly Father, my dog right here. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for the beauty that you've given us. And thank you for giving me a dog that likes to pray. I think that's pretty amazing, Father. It's just one of the little beautiful things that I get to share every single day. So thank you, dear Lord. Right now, dear Lord, I ask that you uh, bless Brother Dan, who was supposed to come on our show on Saturday, um, had to cancel the show. Um, it's not sickness, but it's something that's dire that he definitely reached out to Jeff and asked for prayers. So, Father, I do not know what the prayers need to be about, but you do. So, Father, I ask that you bless Brother Dan, help him, his family, whatever they're going through, get through the times that they're going through, dear Lord, and allow them to come back on the show so they can share your glory and your love with us um, in an appropriate time. Um, I ask, dear Lord, that you continue to be with Jeff and his family and just help Jeff to get feeling better more and more every day so that he can come back and get straight into this battle like I know he wants to. Father, I ask... Uh, want to thank you for for blessing um little red who had her final eye surgery and uh she's getting better she had a setback because she was pushing it too hard dear lord so i just asked it you bless her put her down let her sit let her husband take care of her during these times uh and to take what you're saying literally and not do what i do and just take what the doctor says as a recommendation 
So dear Lord, just let her heal as quickly as possible. She can see and get back on her feet. Father, I, I want to thank you for everything you blessed us with, all of the good times and the bad times, the trials, the tribulations, even, Father, is those are the things that allow us to grow the most. Father, as much as um, many of us would love to win all the time, no great lesson has ever come out of, out of victory. The best lessons have always come out of defeat and losing, dear Lord. So thank you for the opportunities that you have blessed us with and allow us to strengthen ourselves, to grow, to build our faith within you, dear Lord, and to become better people every day. Dear Lord, I thank you for giving me the little things that make it easier not to sin in my life, Father, just by picturing the fact that you're with me all the time and and nobody wants to do wrong in front of their parent, dear Lord. So thank you for everything that you will bless us with, which allows me to recognize when I'm doing something wrong and becoming better and being a better person. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for listening to all of our prayers as we repent daily for the wrongs that we've done and to listen to us, dear Lord. Have impatience with us to bring us to the point that you've gotten to to begin with. We thank you for that, Father. Continue to work in our lives and bless us with all the things that we need to better ourselves and to better serve you. Dear Lord, there's a whole lot that's going on in this world right now, and we need to focus and not stress. So dear Lord, let us always focus on the kingdom, dear Lord, as we're doing work here on earth, protecting those that cannot protect themselves. Dear Lord, I ask for wisdom and discernment as we're going to need it more and more as we venture these times, dear Lord, not to fall for the enemy's tactics, dear Lord. Let us become stronger and stronger every day. Let us gain our faith more and more every day. Stay on that narrow path and to help one another, dear Lord, in those times when we need it. As one of us stumbles, let another one of us be there to lift each other up, dear Lord. You will put us all into each other's lives for a reason, and I am blessed for that as well. But Father, I just want to thank you for everything, every big thing, every little thing. Don't let us take anything more for granted, dear Lord. Let us never miss a day without repenting for our wrongs and thanking you for all the blessings that you bring into our lives, dear Lord. Even the things that we don't look at as blessings are blessings themselves, dear Lord. We thank you because you never put anything to our lives that we can't handle. But dear Lord, during these times where some betray you or some turn their backs, let us only find strength. Dear Lord, let us serve you even in the most uncomfortable times. Let us utilize ourselves, dear Lord, to be selfless, to live pious lives, to help other people, to worry more about others than ourselves, dear Lord, because by helping others, we're helping ourselves. Leading them down that narrow path, dear Lord, to where they have the chance at salvation that you have given everybody that you have blessed us with too. But dear Lord, thank you for just loving us the way that you've loving us and bringing all of your children together during these times. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> all right. Man. Well, I don't, I don't remember, but I did read something that I really like, and it kind of speaks to what we're talking about. All right. Um, so Ephesians 3, verse 7, 8, and 9. <clears throat> Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of, of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles an unsearchable riches of Christ and the unsearchable riches of Christ. I'm sorry, I'm training King James. It's always. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the ministry, which is from the beginning of the world, hath, hath been <clears throat> hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. What I like about that is 
how Paul talks about how he is the least, even less than the 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 least saints, and that he has been given such an honor as to be a preacher for God. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what we have to look forward to. Those, those are the words that we should be living by in our in our walk now as to to you're no you're no small person in this and no. you have the ability to bring many to God no matter who you are or how you're gifted yes. because you are gifted because you are God's and uh and so those are my my words this evening is rejoice in your fellowship with your brotherhood and the people around you because they will keep you going they will lift you up they'll keep you strong and all together we will bring many to the foot of the cross. Amen. Amen, man. That's what it's all about right now, man, is uh, like I said, there's no greater thing you can do for your own lives than to help other people find what you have in your life. Serving Christ, my, greatest thing we can do every day. My life is worthless without Christ. And uh, he is, you know, he's our reason. And we should give, be willing to give it all for him and his will. Amen, man. Every single day ceaselessly nonstop man pray 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 spread that gospel and, and accept the mission that god has placed us on because he's not going to put us through anything that we can't make it through but my caveat there is it's really easy to say that <laughs> yeah no it's easier to, that's the thing though man is that's part of it is recognizing what we need to do and then working at it and it gets easier and easier and easier as we move on but then other things get more difficult look no one ever it didn't say anywhere in the bible that praising christ and believing in our lord would be easy Matter of fact, it said the exact opposite of that. So, um, you know, we complain about the persecution, which we'll be complaining about again tomorrow as I talk about the persecution of modern day Christians. Um, but nobody on this earth is being persecuted the way that Christ said we would be. That's coming. So as bad as your things are right now, if they think things are right now, just wait until what comes that Christ was literally talking about the persecution It'll be here eventually for sure, but we'll be ready for that as well. Um, we hope so. You know? Yeah, we hope so. Exactly. Um, stay in prayer, stay in God. Exactly. Always. But um, great show, man. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I always love these conversations. We'll, we'll get back into this here um, again. Tomorrow night, we got MSM Liars John coming on. We'll be talking about you know the persecution of modern-day Christians, uh, playing some Bob Marley music, going over some of the more, uh, you know, because we've been talking about music a lot recently. And the great thing about um, Bob Marley and the reggae was actually written in that that healing frequency. We talk about how music has a, a healing or harmful frequency. And, you know, he's a great example of that as well. And then, uh, was that? I listen to Bob Marley. I should, I should. Should just seek him out again. Yeah, listen to him, man. Go and anything. Like I said, just go through. And uh, I, I watched some interviews last night that were pretty impressive as well. Um, we just need more people out there that are utilizing their music in order to spread the word. So we were talking last night about you know about worship music and so forth, you know. But th- there is worship music out there that we love that we just didn't look at as worship music. And in many ways, you know, listen to a lot of some of these artists from the, utilizing their uh, platform for talking about God. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. Uh, Friday we'll be talking about the woman in the well, so that'll be pretty cool too. And then a uh, Saturday show, I guess, has been canceled. So uh, we will let you know update on how Brother Dan feels. Um, we'll find out more, and I will let you guys know as well what's going on. But once again, Jay Wu, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for joining tonight. It was another great conversation. Um, and uh, 
There's a reason that I don't read King James. I read King James version. I read Geneva when I'm reading at home. When I come onto okay. the show, I never bring King James in here, man, because I all I do is I stumble over it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm Jim's he he accepts all versions, but he is he's like King James is the one you gotta read. No, I agree. I, like I said, is I I just won't I I won't read it when I'm doing live shows because like I said, is right. I end up stumbling over everything. Read it out loud. It's like, yeah, I got to go back and go. Did I read that right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but my go-to in normal life is King James and Geneva. Okay, I'll have to check out a Geneva. But I'm, I'm kind of in this Bible collecting mode at this point. It's like oh, I can't have enough Bibles because I want, I want enough that I can give them away, and you know, um, you know, no one should ever. I don't think anyone should ever have to pay for a Bible. We'll get um, Kitty too. Said she'll come on and read for us. There we go. Perfect. So you can come back and read any of the King James stuff. I, I think I think Jilly was talking earlier about um, Geneva Bible as well. Um, that she's going to be reading the Geneva. Um, I love that because I love the story of the Geneva Bible. The Geneva Bible is written by Scottish um, by Scots who were in exile. No, cool. Yeah, so there's a pretty cool story to it. That's one of the connections that I have with that being written by you know, like I said, Scots in exile. But well, we're running really, really late tonight. Brother, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll get you back on here soon. Um, and and God bless you, man. I can't wait to get you and Jim on together. It'll be a great show. Yeah, you you and and uh, Jeff and Jim and me and that's gonna that would be some good stuff. Oh, definitely. Exactly. We'll have to make adult weekend out of that. But well, brother, oh. have a blessed night. Have a great um great day at work tomorrow. Hey, Ezra Snow, great to see you, man. It's been a long time. Um. Oh. But uh, I want to thank you for everything you're doing, brother. Uh, like I said, we'll get together soon. I'll reach out to you. Uh, we always do anyways. I talk to you once, four or five times a day anyways. Um, but all of you guys, I love you all very, very much. And I'm thankful for all that you do. Um, this family is amazing. Coming together for prayer, getting through these hard times together. Like I said, God put us all together for a reason. It is not a coincidence. And not, there is no coincidence, period. But it's certainly not a coincidence. We've all come together as his warriors. God is teaming us up. Um, building his army because that war is coming soon. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. Thank you for listening to Kilter Christian episode 534, Signs of the Times, part two, part two, technically, since we had to restart the show. But guys, I love you all very much. Have a beautiful evening. In the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still Say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave?
Everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. We'll see you tomorrow night for Kilt to Krishna episode 535. We'll be talking the MSM liars. It is Thursday. But guys, remember this, spoiler alert, God wins. So stress not, fear not, let go of your anxiety. Keep in prayer. Pray, pray, pray more than you ever have. Spread that gospel from nation to nation, guys. We have a job to do while we are here. We don't know when the Lord is coming to take us home. It's going to happen one day, but we got a big job to do in the meantime. Standing by God, never turning our backs and helping other people find what we have. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. We will see you tomorrow evening for Kilt the Christian episode 535. In the meantime, we love you with all of our hearts and God bless.